Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here, of course, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. But we have a special guest today. Woody's mom, Tinks, is here. She is also a great canine co-host, and she's here to make sure Woody is doing his job. And I keep trying to assure her, Tinks, your son is great. He's the best alms dogsman in the business. So let's move on. Today is a special day. Uh, right after this broadcast, I am heading over to my son's school, and I'm going to help facilitate reenactments of the uh, Revolutionary War of America. So I'm very excited about it. So today is going to be a day of just quick takes on the PBL podcast. So I'm just going to run through some headlines, comment on them, give you what's going on. There has not been any changes in the House races so far. We still have, as it stands, as I record this, and that could change momentarily, nine House seats still not called. And again, with, I believe, five of those House seats, maybe six, actually, that are leaning Republican. Two of those are 50-50. So it's going to be interesting right now. The House is at 208 for the Republicans and 218 for the Democrats. And this has got to be the best the best part about this whole election. So let's get in to some PBL quick takes for the day. First off, there is a federal lawsuit uh, that was filed to throw out 1.2 million votes uh, flipping Michigan for Trump. Whether or not this is going to happen, don't know. But this is from MLive.com. Take it for what it is. Four voters filed a federal lawsuit seeking to exclude presidential election results from three Michigan counties due to the allegations of fraud, echoing several other legal challenges brought forward since President Donald Trump refused to concede defeat. Trump earned 147,000 fewer votes than Democrat Joe Biden in Michigan, according to the unofficial election results that are being certified this month by county canvassing boards. The new lawsuit seeks to eliminate ballots cast in Wayne, Washington, Washington, I think is how you say it, Ingham counties, which would amount to 1.2 million votes, giving Trump the lead in Michigan. Hey, more power to them. I hope they can make it happen. It's a long shot, but at this point, I'll take it. I think we can take any long shot we get. Also in Michigan, Michigan GOP state senators are requesting a full audit of the 2020 election result. This comes from Lana Theus, the second, 22nd district, uh, and it is uh, addressed to Jocelyn Benson, Michigan's Secretary of State. Uh, is hand-delivered. Secretary Benson, as you are aware, the general election currently being conducted in the state of Michigan has generated a great deal of interest and concern among the people of Michigan. With a record number of over 5.4 million Michiganders participating in the election process, every citizen deserves to have faith in the integrity of the election process and, is, and its outcome. It is our responsibility as elected public servants to assure the people of Michigan to, of the process's integrity through complete transparency and the faithful investigation of any allegations of wrongdoing, fraud, or abuse. And it goes on to count some of the fraud and the alleged abuse. So there you got two state senators that are asking for a full recount in the state of Michigan. Whether it happens, I don't know. It would be nice. 
I, I mean, I, I, I personally, I, I'm kind of digging all the drama, you know, but I don't hold out much uh, that this is going to amount to anything. But hey, this is what's happening in Michigan. You got some citizens that are filing a lawsuit, and you've got two state senators that are saying, hey, hold on here. We got some issues. The last paragraph from the two state senators was just uh, Lana Theus and Tom Barrett. Uh, the last two paragraphs, as such, and due directly to these issues, we are requesting a full audit be conducted of the 2020 general election prior to a certification of the results. And that's key. Now we must take every possible step to ensure that all Michiganders and all Americans have confidence that the state of Michigan conducted this election with integrity and accuracy that can be best accomplished by a thorough auto and a verification audit and a verification that our election law and processes were correctly administered any fraudulently processed votes and unfair obstacles placed in front of legal poll challengers and watchers disenfranchised the lawful voters of every citizen of Michigan regardless of their political affiliation and it, again it mentions all of what we've already seen and heard about election fraud in Michigan, potential election fraud in Michigan. We got Michigan, we got Wisconsin, we got Pennsylvania, we got Georgia, we got Arizona. All of these states, by the way, are in contention right now. Whether anything happens about it, I don't know. But here's the key. I mentioned this several times. Um, you know, we've got till December 14th. December 14th is when the electors via the Constitution of the United States of America meet to vote for the President of the United States. Let's flesh all this out. You cannot deny there are a lot of voter irregularities. Of course, the left are denying this, and the left are so hypocritical. It is beyond the pale how hypocritical they are. Here is an example. Joseph Biden just named as his chief of staff, potential chief of, chief of staff, he, and no, he is not president-elect yet, Joseph Biden. That hasn't happened. As I mentioned, you can say you're president-elect once the opponent concedes or the state certifies the election. He is not president-elect. I will not call him that until he actually is president-elect. That's probably not going to happen, by the way, until December 14th, if it happens. Robert Ronald Klein is who he has claimed or who he has tapped as his uh, chief of staff. In, fe in February this year, February of 2020, February 13th, Robert Ronald, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say Robert, not the comedian, who was very funny, by the way. Ronald Klein tweeted, we don't have a COVID-19 epidemic in the U.S., but we are starting to see a fear epidemic. Kudos to at New York City Mayor and others for standing against that. This is, this is Biden's incoming, potential incoming um, uh, uh, chief of staff. <laughs> so so in, in february of 13th he said we didn't have an epidemic it's a fear epidemic but oh i'm sure he's changed his tune now also this is another tweet from this guy and this is great this is the left right ronald klein ronald klein is his name biden's new chief of staff and he's not his new chief of staff yet raises eyebrows with a 2014 tweet saying wait for it wait for it wait for it. you're not gonna believe this you are not gonna believe this elections are rigged that's right <laughs> in 2014 incoming uh joe biden's chief of staff ronald Klein, tweeted 
elections are rigged. Here's some context to it. Vox, you know Vox, right? Vox, that bastion of leftist uh, gobbledygook, uh, let's put it this way. They're, they're a very far left outlet website. They tweeted on July 14th of 2014 election results. Here's what they said. 68% of Americans think elections are rigged. And they, they linked to a poll that 68% of Americans think elections are rigged. This is 2014. And Ronald Klain, Joe Biden's new chief of staff, tweeted out, that's because they are. <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. This is like, uh, this is classic. This is rich. Ronald Klain, a alleged by Joe Biden's potential chief of staff. He's already been announced as Joe Biden's chief of staff. If all this goes Joe Biden's way. He, in 2014, he basically agreed with Vox, a far left outlet, saying that 68% of Americans think elections are rigged. And he tweeted out, that's because they are. All right, Ronald, then you, of all people, should have absolutely no problem, none whatsoever, allowing the right to flesh out this election and these election results and all these irregularities going on. You probably have no problem then, according to your tweets, with what uh, the lawsuit in Michigan that was just announced or the two state senators asking for a recount of Michigan. Ronald, you have no problem with that. Am I correct? I mean, Ronald, you stated yourself that you believe elections are rigged. You believe, uh, along with 68% of Americans from that box poll, that electing elections are rigged. Ronald, Ronald, what happened? What happened between now and 2014? That was only six years ago, Ronald. Oh, I know what happened. Your guy's the one that potentially is going to win. Oh, hypocrite much. Anyway, did you know in Georgia, in Georgia, we are having a recount. Yes, I'm in the state of Georgia. And we are uh, having a recount. It's going on now, or it's going to go on now. It's been announced. Not, it's going to happen. But remember the, the water main break? Can't remember if I mentioned this in a previous podcast. So if I had, I'm sorry. But in the water main break, Remember the water main break on election night that they had to suspend and pause the vote, the counts and all that because they had this massive water break at State Farm Arena where they were doing all these votes in Fulton County, counting all these votes? Well, it turns out it was a slow leak that caused about an hour and a half delay. There's not even an invoice for plumbers to come and fix the leak. So just more drama put out by the left to delay, to delay the election. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's another tweet. This is from uh, CNBC News. Chicago issues stay-at-home order as COVID cases continue to rise. Now, why is that important? Well, here's why this is important, or here's why it's an issue. You can't make this stuff up. This is the left. This is the left, and people don't want to give – they just – I mean, you are going to let this – the left win? Now, granted, they're only going to win the presidential election if they win anything at all. They did not win the Senate. They will not win the Senate. Uh, they lost many seats in the House. But if they did win the presidency, if they did win the Senate, and if they did expand their number of seats in the House and they were able to pack the courts, here's what you can expect from the left. This is from CNBC. Chicago mayor asks residents to cancel Thanksgiving plans and stay indoors as COVID cases rise. That's right. That's right. Chicago Lightfoot Mayor 
or should I say lightweight mayor, uh, Lori Lightweight has said or has asked residents to cancel Thanksgiving plans. That's right. You, you heard that right. She's asking you to cancel your Thanksgiving plans because of COVID cases could rise. Yeah, that's the left people. You want to give them power? This is what you can expect. You give the left power, totalitarianism is the rule of the day, and they will take every opportunity they can to shut you down. They're going to cancel Thanksgiving. Do you think they won't cancel Christmas either? Uh, on my Twitter account, I tweeted out a photo that my wife sent me at one of the local malls here in Atlanta where they have a Santa Claus, Santa Claus. And in the picture, and I'll put it in, uh, I'll put the link in my tweet in the show notes for this episode. In the picture, you got Santa Claus sitting in a chair by himself and about six feet away are two kids, look like a brother and sister, sitting on a little bench by themselves. So you can't even have your kids sit on Santa's lap this year. So you don't think they're going to try to cancel Christmas? They're can't, Mayor Lightfoot, she wants to cancel Thanksgiving. I mean, you think she's the only one? You think she's the only leftist out there that wants to cancel Thanksgiving? No, I'm telling you, this is the left, folks. This is the left. Speaking of the left, and again, this is quick take day today. We're just going to go through some headlines and wrap up the show today. Um, this is uh, Qual you know, low-rated Chris Cuomo uh, threatens Republicans, says they are going to lose way more than the election. Dun, dun, dun. Chris Cuomo, who, I mean, uh, this is from the article in Gateway Public, by the way, far left activist and CNN host Chris Cuomo, he forgot to add in there low rated, appeared to threaten the lives of Republican politicians during a segment on Wednesday night. In an unhinged rant, Cuomo said that the GOP is cold blooded and declared that they are going to lose way more than this election. Shame on them. A wax museum is less cold blooded than these people are and let them know they are going to lose way more than this election. The anchor hissed. I'm, I'm telling you, remember the people who are enabling this fraud. They must answer for defending Trump's delusions, Cuomo said, echoing the sentiments of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and called for Trump enablers to be put on a list. He went on to issue a possible threat against their lives. Shame on them. A wax museum is less cold-blooded than these people are and let them know they are going to lose way more than this election. Cuomo has a well-documented history of supporting Antifa terrorists. Did you know that? He actually does. Uh, Newsbusters noted that in the past, Cuomo has threatened to seriously injure a Trump supporter by throwing him down a flight of stairs, and more recently, he said he wanted to choke and punch his critics. And in his rant that openly admitted he politicized Veteran Day, he let it be known how much he hated Republicans. So this is, you know, this is the left. This is the left. They are vile people. They, they want to hurt you. They want to harm you. They're going to put you on lists. You're vile and disgusting. Why? Because you won't go along with them. You won't acquiesce. You won't admit that Biden won. You you are, are hung up on this fraud. It's obviously phony to them. Uh, they don't care if votes have been disfranchised. It's win at all costs for the left. And Chris, low-rated Chris Cuomo doesn't care. He thinks you're going to get your due. Something should happen to you. This is the left, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God they had a horrible night 
on election night, November 3rd, because they did have a horrible night election night on November 3rd. They lost more than they gained and they are apoplectic about it. I told you, I told you, watch them. Let them have a little bit of power, not a lot. Let them have a little bit of power and watch how crazy they get. They, you know why they're crazy? Because they don't have total control. And that's what they expected from this election. They expected in this election that they would get total control of government, all three branches. That's what they want. That's their goal. They want control of the presidency. They want control of the houses of Congress. And they want control of the judiciary. They may have gotten control of the presidency, maybe. And it's still a maybe. That lady hadn't sung yet. Don't mean to call her out for being fat, but she hadn't sung yet. And I'm not talking about Stacey Abrams, by the way. And they did not get control of both houses of Congress. Looks like they're not going to win the Senate. And they lost. They lost strength in the House of Representatives. And they aren't even close to getting the judiciary. If the Senate stays in the GOP hands, they have no chance of getting the judiciary. And they're angry for this. So angry, so angry. AOC, you know, crazy lady that she is. I wonder if she has a lot of cats. She seems like a lot of cats. Anyway, AOC, this is an article from the Daily Wire. I'm doing everything to win Georgia for Democrats so we don't have to negotiate with the Republicans. Oh, that's so nice of her. She doesn't want to negotiate with the Republicans. Oh, she's so totalitarian again. Represent, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez told CNN's Jake Tapper on Sunday that she was going to do to be doing everything that she can to make sure that Democrats win the two Senate races that have gone to a runoff in Georgia so that Democrats will have a majority in the Senate and won't have to negotiate with Republicans. As of now, however, it looks as though Republicans, at least until January, will hold control of the Senate, Tapper said. That's going to complicate your desire and the desire of other progressives for bold, sweeping progressive legislation. Uh, she goes on to say, I mean, theoretically, you can pass anything you want in the House, but it doesn't matter if it goes, that's actually, this is Tapper saying that, I'm sorry. Tapper said, I mean, theoretically, you can pass anything you want in the House, but it doesn't matter if it, go, if it goes to die in the Senate, he continued. How are you going to negotiate that? How are you going to work with more moderate Senate Republicans to try to pass something in the House that can't get through the Senate? Well... I'm going to be spending my next couple of months doing everything that I can to extend help and offer support to the work of fantastic leaders that we just heard from, like Stacey Abrams, to make sure that we don't have a Republican Senate majority, that we win these races in Georgia, that we secure a Democratic Senate majority so that we don't have to negotiate in that way, Ocasio-Cortez responded. And so these Senate runoff races, they're on January 5th, I believe, she says she doesn't even know, she says, I believe, and it's, that is right around the time that we will be preparing to swear in now President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Ocasio-Cortez added, and I think it's really important that we all work very hard to give them a Democratic senator as well. Yeah, you know, Stacey Abrams has some pull, and uh, she can throw some weight around, and I mean that literally here in the metropolitan Atlanta area, but around the state of Georgia, um, she is not, she's actually toxic. So she actually, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons she lost the um, governorship race here in Georgia is she basically said that we, the hotel workers, the jobs are menial. 
hotel worker jobs, service worker jobs, or medial type jobs. And she basically downplayed them. And she didn't lose by a, a slim margin, as they'd like to say. She actually lost more in her um, numbers than what uh, is going on in the recounts right now in um, a presidential election for like four different states. Somebody mentioned it. She did not she didn't even come close. And she's, by the way, never conceded the election here in the state of Georgia. So Stacey Abrams, I mean, if they're holding their hat on, if everything they're holding out for is that Stacey Abrams is going to deliver the state of Georgia to the Democrats for the two Senate races that are run off on January 5th, yeah, good luck with that. I don't think it's going to work the way the Democrats think it's going to work. But you guys, you do you because that's what you do so well. Uh, here's another uh, quick take news. PJ Media, here's the headline, breaking huge legal victory for President Trump in Pennsylvania. Uh, this is from Matt Margulis, uh November 12th. Uh, a judge in Pennsylvania has ruled in favor of the Trump campaign after concluding that ballots received after 8 p.m. on Election Day that were segregated should not be counted. Now, this absolutely is huge. So this judge in Pennsylvania now has ruled in favor of the Trump campaign that all those ballots that received after 8 p.m. on Election Day not to be counted. Okay, so now what's going to happen? This is it right here. This is the catalyst. Is I don't know how many votes or how many ballots there are. It doesn't state in the article. Um, but what this means is that if there are enough ballots to change the election, it'll go to the Supreme Court. And it'll be decided. I've been saying Pennsylvania is going to the Supreme Court. This right here may be the catalyst that puts Pennsylvania in the Supreme Court. So Trump's going to have to turn Pennsylvania to his favor. He's going to have to turn Georgia to his favor. But it's not enough, if I've said before. He's going to need one more state. I think that's why they're fighting so hard in Michigan. And they're also fighting in Arizona because it's not going to, you know, Pennsylvania is the critical state. Without Pennsylvania, none of this can happen. None of this. So this is a huge, huge victory for Trump. So more on this as it develops. This is hot breaking. So we're going to see more of this as time because the, the question I have is uh, how many uh, ballots were there after 8 p.m. on Election Day? If there were 60,000 ballots and those get tossed and a lot of those went for Biden, Pennsylvania swings Trump. If there were only 10,000 ballots, ballots, and which is a number I've seen, uh, it doesn't matter that Pennsylvania cannot swing to Trump. Pennsylvania, the last number I saw, 53,000 votes were in Biden's favor, meaning that Biden was leading Trump by 53,000 votes. So depending how many ballots are here, this could be absolutely huge. So that's just one piece of the onion that's being... Um, Peeled back, and there are a lot of pieces of onion. A couple other headlines for PJ Media. By the way, I've really been enjoying PJ Media. Really been enjoying. Uh, Secretary of Labor Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders wants to be the Secretary of Labor. As the headline goes, God help us and God help us. That's so true. Another headline from PJ Media Eventbrite tries to cancel DC pro Trump rally due to harmful misinformation. Organizers ordered to room 101. This is the story. Uh, there's a huge D.C. rally, a rally in D.C. for pro-Trump, and Eventbrite canceled. They, they won't allow people to use Eventbrite to um, sign up for the rally because harmful misinformation. So Eventbrite, 
And I've used Eventbrite in the past, by the way. I do not like Eventbrite. I have not used Eventbrite in a long, long time. And now I probably won't use them again. I, I mean, this is absolutely unconscionable that these tech companies would step in and say, oh, no, you can't use our platform because we don't agree with your politics. You know, go to hell, Eventbrite. Go to hell. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> so check out PGA Media, some good stuff. And let's go on to another one. Um, Gateway Pundit again. I mentioned that Dominion report a couple of days ago. This is the report where I wasn't too sure that I wanted to report on, but I did anyway. And it's the one where um, the Dominion is the software that was used in a lot of elections across the country. You know, it's the one in the state of Michigan with that one county where all those votes that were for Trump flipped to Biden because of a software upgrade wasn't happening. See, this is still in the news and it's staying in the news. Trump tweeted out that Dominion deleted 2.7 million Trump votes nationwide. Data analysts find 221,000 Pennsylvania votes switch from President Trump to Biden. So Trump tweeted this out. So Trump went there. He went there with that story. Now, of course, the big tech media is trying to tell you that it's, uh, it's not verified. It's, it's uh, a lie. It's not true. They put all their disclaimers on the tweets and all that good stuff. But Trump actually tweeted that one out. I was kind of surprised to see him do that. So I'll be curious to watch that one. Let's see where that goes. Again, this is the Dominion story where the software used in several states uh, allegedly switched votes. I say allegedly because it's a complicated story. And I, I was talking with one guy who's a data tech guy. And if you're a data tech person, and if you know any of those data tech persons, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the um, DISC personality styles or communication styles. Uh, there's D, I, S, C. D is a high D. They're very direct. They're to the point. They get to it. I is inspirational. They, 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 they're very outgoing. You know, They're great public speakers. S is supportive kind of personality. And C is conscientious, the detailed technical people. So all you high Cs out there, when you read the story, you probably get it more than us high Ds. I'm a high D. I'm a D-I. And when I read it, it, it was gobbledygook to me. And I was talking with a high C and uh, I said, where's the link? You know, in this link, can you point to me what, what, what tells me that there's issues here? And he says, it's here. And he sent me a link. Or you put a link to the story. And all it was, was code. I'm like, come on, dude. I'm a high D man. I don't know what this means. You're going to have to give me a little more than that. He goes, I can't spoon feed you. I'm like, I'm not asking to be spoon fed. But this is pretty technical stuff. And if it's this technical, people are not going to buy into it. But Trump tweeted it out. So I'll leave that to let's, – let's, let's table that one and just kind of watch it. This whole Dominion story and, – and I'll put this, this, uh, this from Gateway Pundit where, boom, Trump tweets, report, Dominion deleted 2.7 million votes in my show notes. So you can go to that story too. So if you're a high C and you understand this – and you can, you can give it to people in a layman's manner so we understand it, please reach out to me. The, the email is thepblpodcast at gmail.com because I'm really looking to understand. I don't understand where they got the data. Now, I guess what it is, and again, my high D doesn't want to accept the, the data, the, the technical part of it. What it is is I guess people can tap into the system and see all the data and they can plug it into whatever software. I don't know. I don't get it. I got to admit, I don't get it. Now, Trump is a high D as well, but he's tweeting out this story. So there you go. Let's make an appointment. Now, let's go to the COVID, the vaccine piece. Um, 
the vaccine that allegedly is coming out, uh, you know, I mentioned this before that um, here's what uh, um, the government's going to do with the vaccine is you are going to take the vaccine or else. And what I mean by else is you're not going to be able to do certain things. Like your kids may not be able to go to school. You may not be able to fly on a plane. Now, a couple of things about the vaccines coming out. There's a poll. Most Americans won't get the COVID-19 vaccine unless it cuts risk by half. So six in 10 Americans say they are somewhat or very likely to get a COVID-19 vaccine if doing so would lower the risk of becoming infected by about half, according to a new survey from STAT in the Harris Poll. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people like myself. I'm, I don't want this vaccine. I'll be flat out honest with you. I'm not getting it. I don't trust it. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't like putting stuff in my body. I mean, if I don't have to have it, I'm not getting it. But then if I, if I have to have it to fly, if my child, ha- and my child goes to private school, by the way, he mo- most likely he's, he, you know, he's not going to have to get it. In fact, his school... Uh, went back before the public schools here in Georgia because of the whole COVID-19. And um, there's an article or story I read a couple of days ago where a lot of people are pulling their kids out of public school because of stuff like this. So if you're going to tell me that I have to have this vaccine to fly, well, maybe I'm going to drive. If you're going to tell me I have to have this vaccine to, for my kid to go to public school, well, maybe my kid's going to go to private school. But here's another story that has just come out. Uh, this is from the Tennessean. Thinking of post-pandemic concerts, question mark, Ticketmaster might want proof of COVID-19 vaccines first. That's right. Now, you know, this, is, this pisses me off. Um, prior to this pandemic, one of my all-time favorite bands, who'd been broken up for years and years, got announced they were getting back together and they were coming to Atlanta. They were only going to do like 19 shows across the U.S. I'll share the band. If you watch my segment about guitars, I have the one guitar signed by an artist named David J. And he's a bass player of Bauhaus and Love and Rockets. And Bauhaus is the band. Now, if you're not familiar with Bauhaus, trust me, nah, nobody's familiar with Bauhaus. But they're, I love them. I love them. One of my all-time favorite bands. I saw them in 2006. I have saw iterations of them throughout the years where one band member is playing here or there or whatnot. I've seen David J. in living room shows here in the Atlanta market probably about five times. So I was pretty excited, man. I was the first one to buy these tickets. It was going to be the Coca-Cola Roxy at the Battery here in Atlanta, Georgia. Bought my tickets. Boom, pandemic hit. I'm like, ah, oh, great. It was supposed to be in September, the concert, by the way. So long story short, concert came, and COVID was still going on, so they canceled the concert. And probably a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I was taking my daughter. This band may never get back together again. But now if I want to go to a concert, I'm going to have to get the vaccine. And I'm going to have to show proof of the vaccine. Here's from the article. Ticketmaster is planning to roll out a post-pandemic plan that will require fans to provide proof of a COVID-19 vaccination or a negative coronavirus test result in order to be granted access to an event, Billboard reported. The goal of Ticketmaster's plan, currently in the developmental phase, is for fans to have already been tested or vaccinated in the hopes of avoiding on-site COVID-19 testing, according to the exclusive report. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Uh, If you want to go to a concert, you're going to have to get the vaccine, regardless of any kind of, you know, um, side effects or what the vaccine will do to your body, because we don't know. 
I mean, it's in test trials. I mean, there's some people have maybe gotten some, gotten the vaccine and some uh, side effects have happened, but it's so early. You don't know, you don't know long-term effects. You just don't know. So there are many of us who don't like this vax, this vaccine world that we live in. And we, I don't get a flu shot. I'll be quite honest with you about that. I, I haven't gotten a flu. In fact, I don't think I've ever gotten a flu shot. And now you want me to get a COVID-19 vaccine? To go to a concert? And ladies and gentlemen, if Biden does pull this off, and he's pretty damn close to pulling it off, this is the world we live in. Ticketmaster has no problem putting this out there, knowing that a Democrat will be in office. Ticketmaster would probably think twice about it putting it out there if there was a Republican. Well, actually, I'd say Republican, but Trump was in office. Now, if Ticketmaster does this, how many other businesses will follow suit? I mentioned in the podcast yesterday that private businesses probably won't ask you for your papers and vaccines. But if Ticketmaster is already saying they're going to do it, how many others will? Are you going to have to show your papers that you are vaccinated to go into the grocery store? Are you going to have to show your papers to go to the library? Are you going to have to show your papers to go to your local liquor store and get your favorite bottle of wine? How far are they going to take this? It's a pretty scary proposition, don't you think? And they're using, they used COVID-19 to unseat this president. That's what they're trying to do. And they're pretty damn close to doing it. And they're going to continue to use COVID-19 to control you. Remember the death rate, COVID-19? We have three, over 330 million people in the United States. And the death rate is 0.000061. That was the last one I saw. So we're going to, we're going to usurp your freedoms for a death rate that is 0.000061. You can't go to your favorite concert unless you show your papers that you've been vaccinated because of a death rate of 0.00061. And by the way, it's not that if you get COVID-19, you're going to be paralyzed or you're going to have all these other issues. It's like a flu. You get it? It goes away. Yeah, I know some people have some lasting effects, but it's not like this is one of those diseases like polio. It's nothing like that, but we're treating it as if this is a debilitating disease that if you get it, you're either dead or severely handicapped or impaired. The death rate is 0.00061. And you're going to have to show your papers to go see your favorite concert. By the way, it's going to raise the ticket prices. You don't think that costs more money to facilitate? No, it does. Watch there be a COVID-19 fee on Ticketmaster's ticket price. Yeah, you know that's going to happen because they already tack on enough fees as it is. Now we'll have a COVID fee. We'll have a COVID fee throughout every place we go. Unbelievable. One last story. I'm going to wrap up this day. And I know it's just been quick headlines. As I go to my son's uh, um, revolutionary reenactment. By the way, I'm really excited about this because my family history 
goes all the way back to 1640 in the United States. And that was before the United States. My family history, I've been in the United States. My family has my genes, my genetics since 1640. We have, when I say we, my son and I uh, have great grandfathers that fought in the Revolutionary War. We have great uncles that fought in the Revolutionary War. We have great aunts. Daniel Vliet uh, is one of them. And Daniel Vliet has a chapter dedicated to him from the Daughters of the Revolutionary War. And he was uh, instrumental in helping in, in the northeast part of the Revolutionary War. And there is a, an old story, a family story, that the farm, the family farm up in, I guess, around the New Jersey area, there was a bridge there that George Washington had to cross for a certain battle. You know, it's kind of one of those little things, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that my family had this kind of history into it. So it's very exciting. Now, here's the funny part about all this, and I'll, I'm, I'm digressing, I know, and I'll get to this last story, is that um, my family, when they migrated to this part of the country, they settled in around New Jersey, New York area, and they had all this land on the Hudson. Now, if you're familiar with that area, that's prime real estate. They sold it, by the way, to buy an inn, which they made a profit on the inn because they sold the inn. But, oh my God, can you imagine that they kept that property and it was still in the family? Oh man, I tell you what, that's the Vanderbilts, by the way. We came in here through the Northeast. I'm a Yankee, folks. I know, I know my mother-in-law really is disgusted by that. But yeah, they came in through the Northeast New York, New Jersey area. My, some of them migrated to Michigan and then they scattered around. Myself, born in California. I digress enough about me. Final story. This from UPI.com. Kind of a, I don't know if you want to call it a fun story, but a deer crashes through window into Indiana classroom. November 12th, a pair of teachers at an Indiana middle school received a fright when a deer came crashing through a window into their classroom. Oh, no. Fort Wayne Community School said two teachers were inside the classroom at Black Hawk Middle School in Fort Wayne when the deer came crashing in through the upper section of a window. No students were present at the time. Police and animal care and control personnel arrived on the scene and broke the bottom part of the window to allow the deer to make its escape and run off. So story with a happy ending for the deer. He was able, or she, was able to get away. Sad they had to replace the window because I'm sure that cost a little bit of money and the people, the teachers were fine. But just a funny, odd story I wanted to end today with. So have a great day today. Remember all the people in your lives that you've encountered. And remember this too, one last parting thought. I haven't said this in a while, but every decision you have made in your life has led you to right where you are, good, bad, or indifferent. Don't, don't look back on any of those decisions and regret them. Every decision in your life since you were an adult has put you exactly, exactly where you are in your life. Nobody has done that but you. And that's not a bad thing. It means that every decision you make right now will lead you to the next step. And those decisions aren't always on purpose. Sometimes things have a weird way of working them out. But make no mistake, every decision you may have made in your adult life, good, bad, or indifference, and those are all the experiences in your life, take those experiences, use them to make decisions for your future. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Have a wonderful day.